online at crossculture.church. From Cross Culture Church in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is Crosswalk, a weekly sermon podcast from the pulpit of Cross Culture Church. Thank you for joining us. Now here's this week's message from Cross Culture Church. Good morning, Cross Culture. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So glad to see uh, each of you here this morning again. Um, while we got a little bit of a break from our weather, it's got a little bit warmer for us. And uh, certainly glad to see so many of you back. If you've been with me for the past uh, couple of Sundays or you have been uh, uh, watching this, then you know that we've been in a series. And that series been in, has been uh, Experience the Presence of God experience the presence of God. And today, I'm going to try to uh, wrap up this series and uh, finish what we've been doing, what we started with as the presence of God. You know, uh, one of the things that we ended with the last time was looking at the proper behaviors. There are proper behaviors in the presence of God to receive the promised benefits from being in the presence of God. And it's from this particular uh, thing that I'd like to start out with today is is talking about that. What are those maybe proper uh, behaviors that we should be exhibiting to be in line to get the promised benefits from being in the presence of God? And we said some of those uh, those, uh, benefits are these. If we look at uh, 2 Corinthians uh, first chapter, the third verse there. Comfort of all comfort. As well, in uh, Philippians 4.13, you know, uh, and you've, you've quoted this many times or referred to this, is that through Christ, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So comfort and strength being one of those uh, things that uh, certainly are benefits. And as well, who can forget that Paul and Silas sang praises at midnight. And that's in Acts 16, verse 25. And so the behaviors as well as the benefits are wrapped up in God being the God of all comfort. God being the one who strengthens us to be able to do all things. It's not a matter of a confidence builder in the things that we can do, but we rely on His strength. We rely on His strength. Because when we are weak, then we are strong. And when we are weak, and we don't go on our own strength, then we rely on the strength of the Lord. And any time that we sing praises, we get close to God. I hope that as our praise team was just singing, that you were joining in with them. And praise brings us closer to God. Praise brings us closer to God. So I wanted to at least start there with where we were from last week and bring us into kind of where we are with this week and talk more about the experience of being in the presence of God. If you would, pray with me for just a moment. Father, thank you so much for who you are and for what you are and who you are to us. Father, we just thank you uh, that you bless and you bless in a miraculous way. You've sent your word, Lord, that we might know you. Father, you send your word that we might understand 
your character. Understand the love that you have for us. Father, I pray that your word would go forth today, that it would be a blessing to those who hear it, it would be comfort to those who receive it, and it would certainly be wisdom to those who understand the knowledge and the depth of the words that are printed for us, Lord, that we might understand a loving and awesome and all-knowing God. Father, we know that you to be uh, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, Lord, and in that, Lord, we are so grateful for who you are. Father, we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. If you will, turn with me with your Bibles, uh, and it may be a different translation than what we have, but look at chapter 14, if you will, and we're going to read verses 15 through 21. If you would turn to John chapter 14. The words are up on the screen if it's slightly different translation than what you have, but certainly still those same words that are there. John 14, verse 15 to 23. If you love me, you will keep my commands, and, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor, comforter, to be with you forever. He is the Spirit of truth. The, word is, uh, the world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you do know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you in a little while. The world will see me no longer. But you will see me, because I live, you will live too. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me, and the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him and will reveal myself to him. Amen. John 14, verses 24, or 15 through 21. I want to focus on, in that very first part, <clears throat> seeing him and knowing him. It says the world cannot see him nor know him. Tyler, if you'll put back up the very first part of that, verses, uh, amen. The world is... Uh, the world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. We talked uh, in the beginning uh, about these uh, proper behaviors and, and we talked about responses to the presence of God. In the garden, Eve, Eve and Adam actually hid themselves. And they hid themselves because they had disobeyed God's commandment. They decided or they thought what they could do was hide when they heard the presence of God walking through the garden. Jonah decided to disobey God. Jonah decided to disobey God because he didn't want to be obedient to go give the message to the people. He decided he would go a different way. He would go to Tarshish and he would go down and he decided that he... Uh, 
did not want to obey because he knew what God would do in forgiving those people. So it is these actions, behaviors sometimes that separates us from God. Now, separating us from God in that God never turns His back on us, we turn our back on Him. And that distance sometimes has us trying to solve our own problems, is seeing our own way and seeing how we might be able to figure out a way to get ourselves out of the mess sometimes that we get ourselves in. The Bible tells us this, there is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction and death. It is this thought of destruction that we get ourselves into when we pursue doing things our own way. When we, pursue, when we pursue doing things our own way, it's not God's way. It's not God's way. And you know and I know that many times our prayer is, God, I don't know how I got in this mess. I don't know what is going on around me, but I need you. I need you. I need you now. I need you to come to my rescue. The second part of that is, is that the world is unable to receive him because it doesn't, doesn't see him or know him. Now that word know there is a little more intimate than what you and I might think. That word there, knowing him, is knowing him in a very intimate way. Let me give you an example. In the Middle East, there are a number of uh, ethnicities there that actually the ladies actually cover their face. They are covered from head to toe and all you can see is a little bit of what is across their faces, their eyes. And if you were to say, even if you were to recognize them, I know that lady, it would be very offensive to them. Because that covering is to protect their privacy and their intimacy. That word know or saying then that you know someone would mean that you know them intimately or you know them privately. And that covering and that veil is so that that particular woman is only known and shown to her husband or to her family. So we look at this term here, the world does not know him is because of that separation. We are born and shaped in sin and iniquity. And unless we have come to the Father, the world cannot receive him. They don't see him. And as well, they don't know him. They don't know him. But you know him. Scripture is written for those who are believers. But you know him. But you do know him. You know him intimately. And you know him because he dwells on the inside of you. He dwells on the inside. And God wants that indwelling with you to be one of significance to you. It's already significant to him. And we know that because for God so loved the world 
that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we already know that you are significant to the Lord. But He wants for you to behave in such a way that He is significant to you. That He is significant to you. He will remain in you and be with you. Scripture tells us He will never leave us nor forsake us. That God will be with us. That He will not leave us as orphans. He's coming to you. And the second part of that is, in a little while, the world will see me no longer. Now Jesus is preparing to go. But He said He would not leave us comfortless. If you'll go to the next part of that, verses 19. Um, there, There it is. In a little while, the world will not will see me no longer, but you will see me because I live, you will live too. In that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me, and I am in you. The one who loves, the one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me, and the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I want to say to you that this significant relationship that I'm talking about is one of a love relationship with the Lord. When we get to the point that it is a love relationship with the Lord, then we will spend time with Him. Have you ever loved someone and you didn't spend time with them? I'd just like to ask you, how did that go? How does that go when you love someone and you don't spend time with them? I would think that would be empty or hollow words. And if God is going to be significant to us, then our words can't be hollow. His words to us certainly aren't hollow. We rely on His promises. We rely on the fact that He does love us. We rely on the fact that we can go to Him. We rely on the fact that He has promised to never leave us nor forsake us. He has promised that. Hebrews 10th chapter verses 19 through 22 says this. Brothers and sisters, we have confidence that we can enter the holy of holies by means of Jesus' blood. Through a new and living way that He opened up for us through the curtain, which is His body. And we have a great high priest over God's house. Therein, let us, let's draw near with a genuine heart with the certainty that our faith gives us. Since our hearts are sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies are washed with pure water. I want to mention here and talk about this confidence that we have. I mentioned God is significant, that He wouldn't leave us, that He would never forsake us. But He's made a way for us to know Him in a very intimate way through His Son. His Son came to be a living example for us. 
a living example for us. And if we were to follow that example, the example that Christ came and lived for us, then we could know Him in a new and different way. Let me back up a little bit, go back towards the Old Testament, and to tell you that the Holy of Holies was a place that, uh, that the high priest uh, could go, but it could only go after being consecrated, and it could only go one time per year. One time per year to atone for sins. Only one time per year. But through the relationship that we have with Christ, we have access. We have access now to the Father. That our prayers would be heard. That whenever, that whenever there would be sin or weight that would so easily beset us, that we have the privilege of going to God and going to Him now. I'm still talking about that intimate relationship that we would have with God and being able to experience His presence. Experiencing His presence through the way that He has made available for us to be able to have access to the Lord. What a privilege it is that you don't have to wait for someone to go to the Lord for you. You don't have to wait for a pastor, an elder, or anyone else to go to the Lord for you. That you have that access and you have that privilege right now that when there is pain in your body, you can ask for healing. That when something is troubling you, whatever that happens to be, relationship, job, intercessory prayer for someone else, that you have that access to go to the Father because He's made that way directly for you. Let me say this. This is uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24. A different translation here. For Christ did not enter a holy place made with hands. A mere copy of the true one. But into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. For us. Christ went there for us. He is now at the right hand of the Father and has enter the holy place has gone to heaven before us my wife helped me out one day not too long ago with my message can I tell you how she helped me she asked me this question she said well what are you going to talk about and I told her a little bit about what would be on the message and she asked me this very profound question so what So what? Now, if you've done some teaching and you're working on some things and putting them all together and you get that question, so what? You're probably thinking, oh, well maybe that didn't make sense what I said. So what? 
So what to us? What does it mean for Christ to have gone into a holy place and not one that is a copy, not something that someone has imagined or brought up, but it indeed is a true holy place on our behalf. So what? So what? John 14, 2 and 3 says this, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. What Christ has done is this, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Is anybody looking forward to being with the Lord? Not just here and now. Because this world, as good as life is to many of us, still brings its troubles, its pains, its heartaches. There are so many things that we cannot fix and that we are powerless to do anything about. There are so many things that come up uh, before us that our only avenue for comfort, for peace, for joy, for healing, for deliverance is to go to the Lord. Thank God that what we have is our own high priest, Jesus, who has gone to the Lord before us to make a way. That we have access. We have access through our prayers. That we have access to go directly to Him for all of our needs. All of our needs are met in Him. All of our needs are met in Him. And so when we talk about this intimate love relationship, it should be about how much we love the Father because we know how much He's loved us. He loved us so much, Scripture tells us this, He commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us. And now we not only know that He died for us, he asked for the comforter to come and be with us forever. To teach us. To be our comforter. To be our counselor. And he didn't stop there. He kept right on ascending and going to heaven. And now that he's up there, he's discovered this. That in his father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, he would have told us so. That where he is, we may be there also. There's a Hebrew word. I keep wanting to say Greek. I don't know how to speak either of them. But there's a Hebrew word. Panim. Panim. There is this thought, there is this word uh, that's uh, often translated presence. Uh, the word is face in Hebrew. But it's often translated uh, when we look at Scripture uh, to be uh, the word panim in front of or before or, or in front of or in the presence of. But it has this connotation of being face to face or in the face of 
God. Now why am I talking about that? (laughs) Because someday I want to see Him face to face. Not through this slit of a veil that everything else is covered. I want to be able to stand before the presence of His glory. And right now I couldn't do that. Moses couldn't do that. Neither could anyone else stand before the glory of the Lord, but He is preparing you right now through your obedience. He is preparing you that one day you will be able to see Him and you will be able to stand before the presence of His glory. Panim. Panim. Not this thing of standing in front of as I'm standing in front of the screen. But in front of us, this is a face and that's a face. It is face to face. That's how we're going to be to God. Panim. Our experience and presence, our experience of being in the presence of God is going to be face to face before His glory. If we do this, if we do this, John 15 Verse 10 says this. If you, commit my, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. If you keep His commandments, we will abide in His love. I've been talking a little bit about a love relationship. And, you know, as we've been talking about love... Um, as, as I've been studying a little bit about this and preparing this week, I was thinking about um, a well-known country singer. not sure why I don't listen to country that much. Johnny Lee. You, you probably know the song, don't you? Looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love in too many faces. I didn't mean to start singing that. I meant to just recite the word because I can't sing. But looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in too many faces. There's but one face that we should be looking for love. And that's standing face to face before our Savior. Face to face before the Lord is the one place that we should be looking for love because He loved us. Because he loved us. Oh, what a glorious time it's going to be when we get a chance to stand before the Savior. And he has said to us, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. How beautiful those words will be. How marvelous it's going to be that we will be able to stand face to face before our Savior that we will be able to gather around the throne like all of the angels are now. That we will be able to maybe go to heaven and be able to talk to Gabriel. That maybe we'll be able to do that. Maybe we will be able to do that. I know many of us want to go see loved ones that have gone on before us. And there's so many things that we might want to see. But you know what we're going to be doing when we get there? We'll be crying out like the angels. Holy, 
holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Mm. What a time. I have enjoyed and I have been blessed by this brief series of being in the presence of Lord, in the presence of God, and experiencing the presence of God. I hope that you have gotten something from this brief series. I hope you have settled in your mind the difference in evolution and creation, that God is real. And I hope you have settled in your mind that there are some proper behaviors before the Lord, that there are some things that help us to turn our back on the Lord and separate us from the Lord. But keeping His commandments and being in this love relationship with Him will have us to draw near to the Lord. He said if we will draw near to Him, He will draw near to us. Many of us long to have that closeness that God would um, ache in and that when I'm in trouble, that God, when I have pain, I can whisper and you will hear me. That God, that I could moan and that you would respond to me. And that scripture says that if we ask anything, standing before him, believing that we should, believing what we ask for, that we will have it. That comes from this intimate relationship that we should have with the Father. Reading His Word, praying to Him, and seeking His face. I wonder if today is a day that maybe you would say, God, I'm not close enough to You. God, I'm not where I want to be in my relationship with You. God, in my relationship, I'd like to forgive more. I'd like to be more patient. I'd like to be more tolerant of others. God, I'd like to be more understanding. God, I'd like to be forgiven for my slowfulness, for my omission. That when you call upon me and you speak to me, Lord, that I was too busy that I was doing something else. I wonder. We're glad you joined us for this week's message on Crosswalk. God has invited us to know Him through His Word, the Bible, a perfect record of God's revelation to man and applicable for every area of our lives. And if you're in the Raleigh area, we invite you to be a part of cross-culture worship. We meet at 1030 every Sunday morning at the Leesville Road High School, a mile and a half south of I-540, exit 7. We're a church, but instead of religion, we're about relationships, and instead of rituals, we practice realness. Cross-Culture Church, a new church for people like you. Learn more about us, who we are, what we're about, what we do, and what we believe. Visit us online at crossculture.church. Cross-Culture Church, taking the cross to our culture and taking our culture to the cross. Online at crossculture.church.